It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, uh, we got Roycey in the house here. Roycey Unchained. You can find him, uh, everything he does on the Roycey Unchained podcast feed. So, Pat, let's, I want to ask you the question that we kicked around on Purple Daily yesterday. If you could take one historical Vikings player in their prime and plop that person on this year's Vikings team, who would you, okay. who would you plop? Uh, well, I've always said Alan Page was the uh, greatest player in Viking history because he was the MVP in a year uh, uh, which they had absolutely no offense. So was, MVP is a defensive tackle. But uh, I'm not sure that is their biggest need. Randall McDaniel. How about that? that Randall you know, we, we didn't even bring his name up the other day when we did this. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you did. Yeah, I think he's uh, top three or four in the history of the franchise. He's uh, He was a beast, and he never missed any games. And uh, I remember Tice, when he was the offensive line coach, going over there and giving him his, he'd always grade the guys. He'd watch the film on Sunday night and then Monday, and then he'd give them their grades on Monday. And he came over to McDaniel and said, you got another 100 this week. <laughs> you know, he, in other words, he didn't miss a block. And he, he had incredible numbers of those. And uh, the, the other thing about him was his reliability. I remember doing a column on him way back. He never missed a day of school from kindergarten through the 12th grade. Wow. What? Never, wow. never missed a day of school. He was the most reliable guy that ever lived. And uh, he was also a beast. And, uh, you know, he was a guard. So I, I guess we don't place quite as much value in those guys. But you give them, you give this offensive line a killer guard, uh, they would, uh, you know, that would be, that would be pretty good. It would make Bradbury better. It'd make everybody better. So where where did Randall learn that, that homemade stance with the leg sort of the leg back, you know, probably, uh, came, I came up with it himself. I don't, I don't know. He's a very bright guy still in town. Stayed, stayed, stuck around, lived Mm -hmm. in Minnesota. You see him around still a quiet guy, but a very, very nice fellow. And, uh, uh, I mean, you would, you know, Bernsey be babbling about this guy and babbling about this guy. And then they'd, they'd get talking about Randall McDaniel and it'd be like, it was from another planet. They would, talk, you know, they would talk about him as a player. It was, uh, it was amazing. The, uh, the tributes that they would play, even if you weren't looking for a tribute on him, they would, uh, they would just, when they started talking about him, they'd just go on and on about his reliability and how great he was. And, uh, you know, you know, you wonder a lot of times about who they're putting into the Hall of Fame, right? Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. especially in offensive line positions and suddenly. But this guy was – everybody in the league knew how good he was too. So, I mean, yeah. he was yeah. like an immediate Hall of Famer. So, I'd, I'd say random again. Why not? Okay. Okay. You know? Yeah, Dex, Dex put Steve yeah, Hutchinson Steve in. And I think, yeah, it's like, I mean, Steve Hutchinson was incredible too, but we just, we just did not bring out Randall McDaniel. So I, I feel bad. I'm glad mm-hmm. Pat did. Well, uh, Hutchinson, uh, you know, was maybe, is he Hutchinson their greatest free agent signing? Boy, he's got to be. I mean, it wasn't a free agent. They ended up making some great. I mean, they, yeah, he had they the basically, they basically got him away from, uh, from, uh, Seattle. Uh, Seattle with this incredible, with this, I think with a financial move that be, later became illegal, right? You couldn't do it after oh, that. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, they they poison-pilled it so that the full yes. 49, it was seven years, seven per. The entire thing became guaranteed if you played X amount of games each season mm-hmm. in the state of Washington. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that was right. the poison pill. Yeah, yeah, it was right. That was amazing. They got away. With, it was amazing. They got away with it the, the first time that they just didn't retroactively declare it illegal, right? Tegley Boo went nuts. Mm-hmm. They, were, they were pissed. <laughs> it was genius by Brzezinski. Yeah, that, it was. Uh, was Spielman was Spielman in charge then or not? No, no. It was, Chile no. was one of the guys behind. Chile was one of the guys Grand behind. Foley. Huh? It was Foley. Chili, but Brzezinski's the, the one that came up with the actual language. And Fran Foley did this during his long tenure as the uh, general manager of the team. He didn't last a year, did he? Some of Seifert's finest work. Yeah. Some of Seifert's finest work. The the flaws in the resume started to trigger the fact okay. that they started to look at Fran because he was a gigantic a-hole, of course. And so so then they learned he had lied. He, Mm -hmm. he once, he once told a secretary, I think it was his secretary at the Vikings. Don't come in tomorrow because it's going to be a bloodbath here. We're going to fire so many people. And they're like, no, no, you're not. No, not working that way, Fran. Wow. Well, Fran is, you know, that, that was a period. What what, what year was that? We were finding, we were really working on. We were really working. It was an era when we were really working hard on resumes, right, and finding these guys that didn't these guys that didn't graduate from where they said they graduated and stuff mm-hmm. like that. George O'Leary and yeah, I mean he was going to be what the Notre Dame coach, uh, the Alabama coach, wasn't he? O'Leary? No, where was it? O'Leary? Irish, right? Notre Dame. Irish. Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. Notre Dame. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And O'Leary going to Notre Dame. Who would think he would be a yeah. crooked for? They ended up with what Texas UTEP or someplace. He ended up. It's in funny. Notre Dame Iowa. didn't even look at resumes. They just looked at last names that sound yes, the most. Yeah, Irish. Right. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm old enough. This goes back to the mid fifties. The first really bad, you know, their, their legendary coach was, uh, uh, was an Irishman. Uh, Frank, what the hell was his name? But uh, then they hired a guy named Terry Brennan in the mid fifties, who was like a former player had no resume as a coach or ever. He was a disaster. And that's when Frank they Leahy. started. Frank Leahy. Frank Leahy was the great Frank Leahy. They always said of Frank Leahy's pregame speeches, his, his son, Frank Jr. Had, as he was growing up three times a year, he had fatal diseases and he'd make a plea 
to his players to win one for Fred Jr. Frank had leukemia before anybody knew it was. He had cancer. He had every disease, polio. He had every disease known to man. Go try to win that Saturday's game. I guess it was, I guess his pregame speeches were unbelievable. He was completely crazy, apparently. Yeah, they won. So they actually, Notre Dame has, uh, they had four <laughs> national titles under Frank Leahy, the most oh, yeah, of any coach in, in Irish history. Oh, he was, uh, yeah, I mean, he was magnificent. He won all the time, but just crazier than hell, supposedly. I, I don't know. They uh, Anyway, that was, uh, you know, we we kind of drifted off topic there. No, we can keep drifting. It's Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, yeah. Yes, this, it is. This is, a, this is a time to drift. Yeah. Actually, yes. it's a time to drift on your brand-new Bennington pontoon that hopefully you're going to get from Power Lodge or Miller Marine Power Lodge locations in Brainerd, Onamia, Ramsey, and Miller Marine in St. Cloud. Ooh. You have look at that, that uh, Pat. That is Judd right there. The stock photo here, the stock video. Look at Judd <laughs> yeah, playing look at my with the gray screen. hair. Yes. Uh, so yes, yeah, so get your pontoon at uh, Power Lodge. Come on, Royce. That Let's looks like one I could run. That all you had to do is press buttons. Anything that took, <laughs> you know. And and they it's 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 an inboard, right? It's got to be an inboard, so you don't even have to mess with the you know the taking the the motor on and off and we all that. We could do it, and if we could do it, you could do it. Yes. Now, you still have to park it, which might be a, uh, you know, I knocked down a few docks in my day. But This uh, might be a self-parking, uh, this might be a self-parking Bennington. You can ask our friends at Power Lodge and Miller Marine. That looks, that looks like a hell of a boat. It's unbelievable. Very good. Very good. Way to go, guys. It's going to so, be a great weekend. So, is anybody going to show up at the ballpark? Do you think they're going to have crowds or does it memorial? Yeah. Everybody going to, everybody going to the lake. I'll be there for a game or two. Jay's fans will come down. Jay's fans can't be real happy, though. This team is, did you see that the, uh, they had to have the team meeting yesterday. They scored 20 runs on uh, the first game of that series, then lost two more, and they had to have the team meeting yesterday. Two and nine. Last 11, they're two and nine. You never want to catch a team right after the team meeting, right? You know, this I feel like this is bad for the twins. You don't want to be the team that gets the wrath of the team meeting. And not a team that's really talented. When you have a team meeting with a bunch of bums, it doesn't make any difference. But I look through their lineup though. Their bottom of their lineup isn't that good, but they you know, they do have Bichette and they do have Vlad and they they got about you know, they got about four or five really good players and then they uh but the starting rotation is what's what's failing them, which is ridiculous. I mean, they, they got five established starters making huge amounts of money. So uh, Jose doesn't face them till uh, Sunday, right? Yeah, Gosman on Friday night, tonight. Yeah, they're, uh, they've, they've spent a lot of money. And, and I, I remember hearing preseason discussions or spring training discussions that everybody was saying they're the team that's going to, they're going to win the East. And then the, uh, and then the uh, Yankees. But I saw Cano last night, by the way, for a pitch for the uh, – he finished the game for the uh, Orioles, but he gave up a run, which was wow, – he, walked, first of the he year. walked his first batter of the season. <laughs> he gave up a run. Walks but, will haunt even if you've never oh. walked anyone. <laughs> you know what they apparently did was he, he threw from here, here, when he was here, you know, up here, and they got him down here. And the okay. ball's got a lot. Got balls. Got a lot more movement on it. I mean, you can see it. Ooh, 
you know. So, uh, but uh, yeah, they seem to have overcome the loss of Jorge Lopez in that bullpen uh, extremely well. So you praised him, and he went in the toilet again. I know. First ten games, he was unhittable. I talked to Rocco, and he was just. He's saying having these two guys at the end is just wonderful. And the next time out, boom, and he's been terrible. Yeah. Stop throwing so damn many breaking balls. He hangs. He's throwing these hangers instead of his good sinking fastball. Throw that thing. You know, make him make him hit your fastball and don't throw him up. You know, you start to hit her with a big cookie curveball. That bad things are going to happen. That's his big problem or whatever his breaking pitch is. It's been brutal. And, uh, you know, not having him. And it's going to be interesting to see what roster moves they make today. Correa is going on a DL, but I don't know. When does he come back now? I mean, it's it's got to be – he's probably going to miss a month, right? Yeah, I'm not sure. But um, I mean, probably a lot. I think Shipley wrote this, and, he, and I saw him do this on Twitter, that whatever they say about short-term injuries – don't believe it. <laughs> you know, don't always like add three weeks to anything they tell you about. Now, yes. in, in Boston's case, he actually came back, which shocked us all. But, uh, but yeah, he's you know he'll be out for a while. They'll have Royce Lewis here June first or on the road trip, but um, they they gotta yeah. wait till then. I don't know. I don't. I, I, you always wonder why they they don't put more guys on the sixty day DL, and now you're finding out why, right? They yeah, because you'd, you'd like to. It's like the, like the last ten or fifteen days are a great area. Yeah, you'd like to have them. Yeah, you know, you'd like to have them, but uh, you could, you know, that they that protects a roster spot for you, so they they make them do this. But uh, he's not tearing it up like he was, by the way. But uh, he's still, I'll I'll still take him over what they have. I if you're infield tonight, it's Farmer and Miranda on the left. God help you, you know. <laughs> They're uh, not 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 real uh, good, but uh, uh, anyway, they're um, they they are what they're last, and the Twins are first, and they have the same record. <laughs> basically, yeah. basically yeah. they have the same record. Well, it's amazing that the Twins' run differential is tied for I think it's tied for third best in the American League, and the and Boy, the Twins' that- run differential is like. It's like seventy runs better than anyone in the division, but their but their actual record is what two games over five hundred. So, but also they have scored two runs or less sixteen times. Yeah, in Feast, fifty Feaster games. Fam. It's yeah, Adrian it's, Peter. They're Adrian Peterson. They're a little- <laughs> yeah. Speaking of whom, yeah, he he wants to come back because of his desire to play, and also because he doesn't have twenty dollars. Is another reason he. You know, he was he was being sued. He was broke, and he still got a camel to show up for his birthday party. You know, <laughs> but was, was it multiple camels? I think it <laughs> was multiple more, camels. Maybe more at than one, one at camel. At what point does your financial advisor say, "AP, okay, I'll let you do There's, one camel at your birthday yeah, party"? Yeah. I don't know about two. There was no financial advisor. I guarantee <laughs> yeah. that when he does, when they do the the, the great, uh, probably one of the best. Uh, uh, ESPN 30 for 30s was the one about broke athletes. You know, yeah, remember yes, they had the one, 10 years. When they do the sequel, he's going to be the uh, featured attraction, isn't he, for the amount of money he made and having 
having and it was gone basically he was coming back playing for nothing he you know he's not a bright fellow not a not a bright guy but uh he was something else for about six years why he? doesn't why doesn't he go play i know that he's not going to make a bunch of money in the xfl because those guys make like i think it's like I don't know. I think they wind up making like 50 grand or something for the season. So he's not going to change his life playing in the XFL. But why not go play in the XFL? Would they not want an attraction like that? Go dominate or get your face back out there and get some Instagram endorsements. He's the worst yeah. combination. But he he's, a, and he's got he, pride. He, he doesn't have pride. He just fought Le'Veon Bell in a boxing match like six months ago. <laughs> he wants to continue to add to his legacy in the National Football League. Yeah, he should be the head of the. Uh... You know, he's he wasn't he doesn't even have the excuse of coming out of this era now where they don't let running backs make any money after their first contract. You know, he had he got huge money and he managed to kick it away. I, when did we find out he was an idiot? Almost from the start, or did it take a yeah, while? Took a couple of years. The, mm-hmm. the one time, the, the first time that I I realized he was in big trouble was the road trips when dad would be in the lobby of the hotel and dad loved to glum on to whatever he could get. And I was like, this mm-hmm. kid's going to be, and then I, I found out he, he had like a house full of friends that would just shack oh, up. Yeah. He, he would go lock himself in his room and watch TV because he couldn't stand all the people in his house. Yeah. That's what the legend is. I mean, the kids would be, the kids would be roaming around with all these idiots that were his pals and there was the house was just uh you know some of those guys cannot uh get rid of the leeches man they just you know they they cannot get rid of them and uh he was uh he's not the guy i want on this team though he's not the, if you're asking me what, oh, what okay one you're still good with randall mcdaniel <laughs> over adrian pierce so now when is delvin gone after june 1st probably is that one probably yeah. and can they the the they're gonna can you don't have to let him go then. Then you can hold on longer and hope somebody yeah. gives you a sixth round draft choice, right? Yeah, you could. I mean, you could hold him until week one if you at that point, right? Yeah, yeah. You would yeah. think that they would uh, you know, give him a break and let him go try to get a job, right? But he, his deal is he won't. He 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 won't in in, in uh, negotiate with anybody to a for a new deal here or what. Lesser money. That's why they can't trade him. Um, nobody I, wants to pick up that contract, right? Correct. No one wants that contract. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I think that's that's one of the hangups that there'd have to be some sort of redoing of his contract with any trade. So it makes it more complicated. But what yeah. is our uh, when when Dalvin leaves this? What is our uh, what is our view of him? Untapped potential. Is it because of injuries, or was he very good, or what? What do we look at him back as? He, I mean, I think he was a. I I think he qualifies as very good. Too bad he got hurt, but I I think he's a fine pick and a fine player. I don't think that that he's like a Ring of Honor type of player, which obviously Peterson no. is. But yeah, no. I think he's a very good player. He's a good player. Yeah, it just it, it was probably when he was when he was at his best, he managed to get hurt a couple of times, which yeah. Uh, yeah. didn't help him. But uh, including in seven, uh, it is really going to be interesting to uh, see uh, uh, how running backs are used in this offense here. What what we're trying to do now, it seems like they're phasing them out even more, right? So, 
Well, I don't think you're going to see someone carry 250 times. You'll see a, you'll see a, a <laughs> no, situation. No, so. no those, uh, those days are long over for everybody. Well, all you got to do is look at the draft. The number one skill they were looking for in a running back in this draft was guys who could catch the ball, right? That well, the, yeah, I mean, but McBride, though, McBride, I don't think, caught many passes at all. And the guy they drafted in the seventh round, didn't he catch like a no, not, that, not I'm talking about the first-round picks in the oh. – uh, you know, Like Bajan. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. also uh, also the guy Detroit picked, right? Isn't he a combo guy, too? Yeah. Uh, that the, the made that weird pick. Still shocked by that pick, though. I don't care what what he does. I'm still shocked that the Lions will wait. Not as bad as, I take it back. Not as not as bad as the Lions early when they were using number two overall picks three years in a row on wide receivers who turned out to be failures. It was oh God. okay. We were wrong on his wide receiver last year. We're going to take another one. Damn it! You know. Charles Rogers. Who else were the others? Oh my God, uh, Roy two, was Roy Williams one of them, or is, I don't know, or, two or three of them, two or three of them in a row. Calvin there, worked so. out. Calvin did work. Yeah, out. Calvin was great. He was great, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So Pat, Pat, we got to run for our uh, Friday Purple Daily live stream here, but we Ooh. hope you enjoy your Memorial Day weekend. I uh, took the uh, first dip of the season last yesterday. Kicked around uh, and the, very good for my old knees to kick around in the pool and uh, do, not, do nothing else. And so uh, we're ready to go. The uh, we have now uh, paid the uh, three thousand bucks that it always cost to open the pool this year, and we're uh, ready to go here. The Wolfson, the yep. Doogie, and his, and Droogie will be over in, in due time, Pat. <laughs> oh yeah, I should They're never say. I should never say this publicly. I'll have the I'll have the Wolfsons over here in twenty minutes. So okay, see ya. It doesn't take take, take video of the Doogie Cannonball for us. Yeah. <laughs> All right, goodbye. See ya, All right, Roycey Unchained. See you guys.